It's Sunday the 7th of May 2023 and over 100 girls, boys and parents are setting out on a 10 mile walk to a distant hill and back, all in the name of charity. But this is not a simple story of one day. Its origins lie 15 years earlier and has led to thousands of pounds being raised. This is the Green Green Grassroots of Football podcast as we go on a charity walk. Hello, I'm Andy Glover, one of your hosts, alongside Mark Grinter, who we will hear from later on the journey. However, before we go further, I would like to thank our sponsor, Rachel's Bookkeeping, for all of your bookkeeping needs. So we need to start at the very beginning, as Julie Andrews told us in The Sound of Music. It's a very good place to start. And so back in 2008, I was working for a large local business as a photographer, and for 2007 they had chosen the Children's Hospice Southwest as their charity of the year. In February of 2008, I was sent there to photograph the CEO handing over a cheque of the funds raised, and whilst there, I chatted to the staff, and got to know what it was they did. Essentially, it provides palliative, respite, end-of-life and bereavement care for life-limited and terminally ill children and their families from the southwest England region. The place struck a chord with me, working as I did with the children of our club, and I realised that this could happen to any of them at any time. Fast forward three years and my under-15s had a new kit, and I had read about Barcelona who, rather than be paid for kit sponsorship, had paid UNICEF one million per year to display their logo. And so I decided to follow a similar route. I spoke to one of the parents of my team, Dave, who was the father of my captain and willing to put some money in. And his first thought was help for heroes, as they were in the news and I was happy with that. So he went and did some investigating and came back facing a number of hurdles. As a high-profile national charity, they were very careful about who they got involved with, and so there were a lot of hoops to jump through, paperwork to fill out, and other administrative legalities that, for a small team like ours, just didn't seem worth it. So Dave asked if I had any other ideas, and I remembered my visit to the children's hospice. He was more than happy, and so I made contact, and they were grateful for any support. We had their logo printed onto our shirts and displayed it for the final two seasons, collecting money via collection tins at each game. We kicked off the fundraising drive at our game away to Yates United on Sunday the 13th of November 2011. Dave was really good. He sponsored our home shirts and donated the money to have the away shirts printed. As under-16s, we closed the collection at the main club presentation on Sunday the 16th of June 2013, by which time we had collected £250. This was just going around the pitches asking parents of the opposition to put some money in the tin. Dave's company had also offered to add double the amount raised, meaning that on Friday the 1st of November, team captain Sam 
was able to present the hospice with a cheque for £750, as well as a framed replica of the shirt worn for the two seasons. As that was happening, my current team were coming to the end of our under five season, and a year later needed a kit. My pomegranate, the restaurant in Cainsham, was our first sponsor. However, as under 11s, we decided that rather than get a sponsor for our next kit, that we too would sponsor a charity. At my behest, it was agreed to be the Children's Hospice Southwest, and so the logo was printed on our shirts. Now this is where Mark took over. On March the 2nd, 2019, we undertook a morning of backpacking at Tesco in Cainsham to raise funds, and this was all organised by Mark. At this event, we raised £422.60 in just two hours, and were grateful to Tesco in Cainsham for giving us the opportunity. On Saturday the 7th of May 2022, Mark organised for Fry Club JFC Girls Session to undertake a fantastic fundraising effort as they ran and walked at Somerdale, as a group covering the distance between Cainsham and Paris, a total of 650 kilometres. Our girls section had about 100 girls at the time, so each girl averaged 6.5 kilometres. Half of the money raised went to the children's hospice, and the other half to the girls section of Fry Club JFC, and some of the hospice representatives were there to join in with the fun walk and run. A total of £1,260 was raised, and £630 was presented to the hospice. Mark wasn't finished though, and so for 2023 he organised for the whole of Fry Club JFC to walk from Somerdale Pavilion to Kelston Roundhill and back, a distance of roughly 10 miles with 775 feet of elevation. For those in the club that were concerned that their children may not manage the distance, or for those who had other arrangements already in place, a secondary option of a mile a day in May was presented and many of the tots, wildcats and the girls and boys from the younger teams especially took that option and photos flooded in for our social media promotional feeds as well as from the older ones who couldn't make the day. For those who could, we assembled from 9.30 on Sunday the 7th of May ready to set out at 10am for about 4 hours of walking and I asked Mark if this was the last event or did he have more in mind? Um, we're on the walk. The cow stuff. We're avoiding cow's muck on the pathway as we walk. Um, that's supposed to be covered <laughs> as we go as well. So, okay. And they're going the wrong way. That's not the way we went. That's all right. We're going to find people getting lost. So, Mark, is this the last fundraiser or have you got more planned? There will, hopefully there will be more. Next, next year might be the last one. I think it works like this is the fourth one. Yeah. So to do a fifth one will be in the planning and um, hopefully it'll be the biggest one we've done. But that is more planning to be done on that one yet. And can you give us any insight into what that one is going to be? It's just going to be bigger and better, hopefully. Further to... and longer. You're not going to give us any insight into it? <laughs> not until it's definitely confirmed. Right. We uh... are 90% that is... this isn't the way I walked. <laughs> Why are we going this way? Because you're not at the front. Well, Corey was. Okay, so as as we can see on the walk, we're already lost. Now, <laughs> bear in mind, listeners, we are less than a mile into this walk. 
and the lead people have already, who know the walk have already gone the wrong way. We're further back because we're sort of chaperoning people across roads and stuff. And uh, yeah, those at the front have taken the wrong turn. But that's okay, we'll, we'll catch up and uh, hopefully we'll correct the path when we get there. I mean, they might know a path which is um, potentially doesn't go through the cave field that me and Corey went through. And maybe they are just avoiding the caves, but... It could be that. So, so why do you think it's important for the whole club to get involved in these type of events? Again, it's because I think a football club is more than just the football. It is a community. And it's good for the boys and the girls to feel part of a community. And also, obviously, raising money for the Children's Hospice South West. Being um, a children's fo- a youth football club, these children, it gives them an insight that maybe, obviously winning, losing, and general day-to-day life, when they're a bit older they can look at what they've raised money for. There are children that are less unfortunate than So again, and that is being part of a community that it's not just all about the individual. And again, it... In case you're wondering, there's, uh, there's, there's cows in the field and, and the girls are quite impressed by seeing cows up close. And, and I think the farmer or somebody's waving at them. But it's, um, this isn't the way we went. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, I think that's important. I said it's important to be far, part of a community, teaches the children to be part of a community. They can all look out for each other. We've got different age ranges from under seven girls. Um, all the way through to the end of 15 boys here today so it is part of a club part of a community and it also said half the money's going to the hospice half the money will be going to the teams involved today and it helps keep the club going i mean grassroots football clubs like with everything else cost of living and everything at the moment it's hard to keep going i mean if we can keep the costs down for parents yeah i don't know why we've gone this way um, it's definitely not the way we went. Um, it's very important, so yeah, I might need to head off in a minute and get to the front to see why we are going this way before we get totally lost because I haven't got a Scooby Doo where we're going now. That's the path over there we should have gone, yes? Yep. So I don't know why we've gone this way. Okay, um, but you and I have had a number of discussions about the fact that not everybody within this club has got involved no. in in this endeavour. And yet it was put out to the whole club. We've asked everyone to get involved. Yep. And we've, we've made it as simple as possible. It's, it's a Just Giving page. We've shared it. All they have to do is just share that around with all their contact. In today's modern technology of, of WhatsApp, of Facebook and all that, how surprised are you that a number of teams at our club have not gotten involved? Um, I'm not surprised. Disappointed is probably more of the word because, again, I think we've been advertising doing this since before Christmas, just around Christmas that we confirmed. We gave the date around Christmas. We said what was going on. They've got different options on how they could have done it. And some people haven't engaged. Again, it's... It is disappointing. I, I appreciate for there are some managers, you know, obviously they, they are all volunteers. They give up their time to run their teams. And in theory, for a club to run, you do need people. But some will just run their teams. And it's 
So for me, it's disappointing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. You, you say that you know that you say that their managers and they got a lot involved, but this is just simply sharing out some information saying hi yeah. guys we just want to do this what can you share it with your parents can you ask everyone to share it on facebook pages on on whatsapp groups and just try and raise them even if you decide not to do the walk at the very least can you share this link and yet yeah. many don't seem to have even bothered no, doing that many don't no and i agree and there, there are some managers who said they've tried and have had no engagement with their parents so what does that say about either the team or the level of engagement that perhaps they've tried to make because I mean we've seen some teams and we know we know some of the teams and right from the start 15 parents of 18 players say are getting involved they're in the club after the games and they're doing everything yeah but it seems that other teams there's one manager one assistant and he's the only one how, how can that happen at least to this sort of disengagement how can we change that Honestly, I, I, I don't know. All I, I know is what we, we... You've got to push it. And I think yourself, my, 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 me, we pushed... Push it. I mean, I've been pushing this daily now for two months. And some people, maybe one manager will put one message out and that will they think that'll do. And without monitoring, I think maybe as a club, I think we've had a chat that there should maybe a full mailing list yeah and um, i think that's what the new secretary is is looking to do so that there's a full engagement so managers can't then say well my team's not interested i haven't got a scooby-doo where we're going now well there's the hill in front of us we're heading directly towards the hill well we are so but i don't know how we the way we went me and um when we did the test walk i knew how we got onto the cycle track <laughs> so as you can tell by Mark's occasional um, coming away from the conversation, <laughs> we have completely gone off the track that he test, test walked this only a week ago. He's left it in the hands of his, uh, his son, and, uh, who's, who's leading the party. And yeah, we're, we're, we're not lost because we can see the, you can see Kelston Roundhill. It's directly in front of us. We're heading in the right direction. It's just we're not sure exactly how we're going to get there. But we will. It's a nice day. Uh, it's a good day to, to raise money for charity. So uh, we'll come back to this later on. Yes. I left Mark at this point to sort out the directions and it turned out we were actually on a better path than the one that he had followed the week earlier on the test run. And so we were back on track very quickly. And whilst he was doing that, I caught up with a parent from one of the younger teams to find out what he thought of the club of the walk and things in general. Okay, so if I can ask um, who you are and, and what team you're with. So I'm uh, Pete Trask, I'm Penny's, Penny's dad. Um, Penny's been with the under eights this season um, and she's been with the club for three years. Yes. Okay. Um, what, what do you think of, of the club so far that you've found then? I think the club's superb. Facilities are the best. Uh, the people are friendly, the team's well organised, the enjoyment the girls get out of playing, um, as well as the enjoyment they get of meeting fellow people outside of school on all different age levels and footballing ability, just brings it all home how important sport is. Now, 
Are you aware? Um, the, the, you're obviously aware this is for charity. Do you know what the, the charity is for and, and what we're doing this for? South Southwest Hospice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Children's Hospice yeah, Southwest. Yeah, I am I, aware from maybe last year. Um, that's as far as that's as all I know, really. And so, what what does that sort of bring to you? That, that a, a club that your daughter's involved with also try and do these things as well for for other interests. They're not just about football. They're they're trying to help the wider community as well. Yeah, it's important that children understand that there's other children out there not privileged to be involved with such things. Um, and if they can help through charity fundraising and being involved at an early age it will only aid charity work going forward um, and children's hospice in southwest for future for future um, events and anything else they might where the fundraising could go i suppose and and pete i understand that you're actually on the walk but you're doing extra yeah, so we're only going as far as the cheese shop today, which I'm aware is only halfway. But we are doing a mile a day. So for the last five days, I've done a lap of Summerdale Field, measured it at bang on a mile, and we've done that every day. And I've numbered it on my Strava, pennies, mile, number one, two, etc. And we're up to five, sorry, up to six. This is be the mile for number seven, and then we'll carry on next week. So I'm putting the Strava and a little video of her running, and I've had a couple of my Strava colleagues or friends donate to the charity. I'll put the Facebook link on the Strava for the... Oh, that's, um, that's brilliant. I think, I think the more donate. people as well, the more people who see it and share it wider, the better it is for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the hospice yeah, and everyone yeah. involved. So that's brilliant. Thank yeah. you, for, oh, thank you right. both very much. Yeah. As you walk and do you sort of do a lot of this sort of thing, do you walk and run a lot yourself? <laughs> I, I run. Yeah. I run a lot, yeah. I've just um, completed a marathon, so I spent six, 16 weeks training for my first marathon, which was Newport Marathon back in um, two weeks ago. Do you do that for charity as well, or is that just no? That one? was my own run. I did the Bath Half for charity last year, and based on the time I got there, then the the time for my marathon was based on a charity run I did last year, which is quite fast. See now, now you've admitted to be a runner and that you've done it for charity. You do know that we can now rope you in for charity runs. You know, you understand that, don't you, Mark? We have a, we have a runner who does it for charity. We're gonna, we're gonna be roping him in. I, I try and do one, a, one a year maybe, but I don't want to be the person that keeps asking for money every year. <laughs> Pete, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. The walk itself was a lovely one meandering alongside the river until he picked up the Bristol to Bath cycle path, then along there for a while before coming off and gently rising up to the fine cheese farm shop where we took our first break. Some left us there and others were to join us here for the return journey, but for now we rested before heading up for the final push, just half a mile up the hill. I took this opportunity to have a chat with the under-15s who had joined us on the walk to see what they thought and what they knew. Okay, so we're at the Bath Cheese Farm and I'm sat with uh, three of the under-15s and I'll ask their, their names. So who have we got? We've got... Bradley G. Corey. And Brad W. Okay. And how are you guys finding the walk so far? Easy. Easy. Decent. 
and can I ask you guys what you uh, what you guys know about the Children's Hospice Southwest that we're raising funds for? It cares for dying children. Yeah. Anything else? And families. Yeah. Yeah. It helps their families as well. Well done. That's what we're. That's what this walk is about. It's raising money to help that. Basically, that's what it does. It supports families and the children who are who are dying or terminally ill. Which obviously we are in a privileged position, and that's why we do it. So thank you all very much. Um, okay, I'm walking with some of the under 15s. So if I can ask your your names. Uh, Josh, Oakley, Harry. And uh, how are you guys finding the walk so far? Relatively easy. It's good. Boring. Thanks. Um, what do you guys know about the, the charity that we're raising money for? Anyone, anyone can tell me? It's for dying kids. In what way? Hmm? It provides them what? It's so they're uh, a lovely family, family member away. time so they can have alone time by themselves. Yeah. What? So, so the parents can have time by themselves and not have to worry about their children for a couple of weeks. Thank you. At the top, we paused, waited for all to arrive and took a triumphant photo. It's a peaceful spot, with views across the valley back to Somerdale, but also beyond to Wells and both bridges were clearly visible in the distance. Then we set off for the return leg and now the group spread out with many knowing their way back and the return seemed to go much quicker, although being downhill helped. Before you knew it, we were at Summerdale, and cold drinks were being imbibed, with hot platters of chips available to the hardy travellers. There was a lady running a tombola stall, and so I asked her what her involvement was. Okay, so who are you and how are you associated with the club? Uh, I'm Nikki, I am um, Gemma's mum, so she is in the under-10s for the girls. And what are you doing here today on, on our charity walk day? So I, any excuse to get out of the walking, I thought what I would do is go beg, steal and borrow um, lots of things from the local community, small businesses, and do a tombola, made some cakes, and just trying to raise money for the club, really. And how, how long have you been with the club, and how have you found it? Oh, I love the club. So we've been, Gemma's been, this is her first season, actually. Um, she absolutely loves it. It's really brought her out of herself and socialising. It's just amazing. And the, the parents are great. Um, yeah, so not too long. We haven't been to get, we haven't been here too long, really, no. But it's great. It really is a lovely club. And what do you think about events like these, where it's about doing things for charity, or not just about providing football, but doing things for charity as well? Oh, absolutely. I think a, a lot of the, um, the parents here will get stuck in and uh, enjoy the, the sort of the events they hold down here, the barbecues, the summer ones, and I think we should do more of them, to be fair. And how much do you think you've, uh, you've raised today? Uh, I raised £150. That's fantastic. Yeah, literally in about an hour. Over. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Finally, I caught up with Mark again to see how he felt the day had gone. Oh, well, we're back. We're at Summerdale. We've had some food, we've had some drink. Yeah. The children are relaxing. Yeah. How did you find it? I well, it it said it's, an, it's been a fantastic day for the, I think, for the club as a social thing. Again, I think in 10, 15 years' time when they've all finished playing football, they won't remember a 2-0 win, a 3-0 win. 
or 3-0 loss or whatever, they'll remember today. It's something that the kid there will remember. It's good for the club. We'll put it in the local paper. We'll do all that. So it shows the club is good for the community. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about community spirit. If you look now, a lot of people, have, some people have gone, but there's still about 60, 70 people here. And that's what it's about. We are a club. Um, obviously tired. Hopefully everybody will sleep well tonight. We've raised a good amount of money for the club and for a good cause in the children's hospice so yeah it couldn't have gone better really but we did say we were talking on the way back about it was difficult i mean <laughs> the hills. I, I, my, my knees my legs are aching that was three quarters of the way yeah. back but what was it you you said about it, it's got to be difficult it's got i said you're raising money for a ch- it's got to be a challenge you know, you want people to sponsor. You don't want people, well, I'm just going to walk up and down 100 yards. People, you know, you've got to make it a challenge. And and it's, that's what it's, everything that we do, these charity events, we've tried to do it so it's like it is a challenge for the people involved. So people will sponsor, so it will get out there. And this was definitely a challenge for everybody. And we said, it's amazing to see seven-year-olds, six-year-olds do it. And, you know, 50, 60-year-olds, unfit people do it. But it, it was a challenge and it was well worth it. Everybody will remember it. So couldn't have got chuffed, couldn't have gone any better. And how much do you think we've now raised for the club? I mean, there's this going back. We've done the oh, nice bit of wind picking up here. We've done the we've done the um, the backpacking. We've done uh, the backpacking. Backpacking at the, the supermarket. We've the, done the, the Ironman Challenge. Three of our team did yep. the Ironman Challenge. So we've done the Summerdale to Paris. We've done, uh, they did, um, two years ago was, they had to do the, um, a dribble, a football dribble all around Summerdale. So this is the fourth event now, um, excluding the bag packing. So in total, I think after four goes well and it all comes in, I think we'd have raised about seven grand for the Children's Hospice Southwest and seven grand for Fry's JFC. So 14 to 15,000 pounds over these events so far. Which is a phenomenal effort. It, it, for yeah. such a, it's a relatively small club, yep. really. A relatively small club and not everybody in the club's getting involved. And that, and that, that is where, it, like we said earlier, it's still the shame. I think if everybody had got involved, you could have doubled that money. How could we have, how could we have en- engaged more, do you think, or could we have? Yeah, I said, I think we're going to have to look at a wider mail shop with parents. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a lot of parents within the club didn't even know this was going on today. Um, For whatever reason, there's lots of different reasons why that might have happened. Um, And you've got to get people, you have to get them engaged. Because once they're engaged and involved, the parents and everybody are all fantastic. It can't be just from certain teams. I'm sure the parents and the other teams are just as fantastic and amazing. But if they don't know about it, they're not going to get involved. That's <laughs> got to be communication in this part yeah. of that. And also engagement. And we, we talked about the managers. They, they do get involved. They do their bits. But that has to be the managers if if honest taking that one last step or delegating to somebody yeah I think I said it it is a lot to run you know you cannot and we'll we'll talk about it in other podcasts and we've talked about it in the future I'm sure to run a football team at soft to anybody who does it it is not just a couple of hours it takes a lot of time up but maybe they could and parents need to step up and they can be a delegate maybe within every team they've got a a charity champion Hmm. um and I don't think that would be too hard. You've got one parent who says, right, yeah, any events that's charity, let me deal with it. And that takes it off the hands of the manager because it's too much for a manager to do. It is a lot to take on. 
mean, even today it's taken since December to plan what we've done today. But this takes not just communication, this takes leadership as well. Leadership from from the, the, the highest echelons of any, yeah. any club. Yeah. You need that leadership to, to give the, the right example, don't you? You do. And, and that's what we need. And that's what I think any club who wants to run this sort of charity events need to be setting. The yeah. right leadership from the start to show this is the way, the right communication. And these sort of events can be done. And it, we've shown today just how much can be raised. All over the last couple of years, just how much yeah. can be raised. And it can be. And the total outlay for today is zero. Yeah. Has not cost a penny to set this up today. A lot of time, a lot of effort. But cost-wise, nothing. And hopefully so, on to next year. When, on, hopefully on to next year. When, the, when you're not ready to reveal it just no, yet. No, not ready to reveal what it is just yet because there's still a lot of planning. to. As like I said, we're already planning the event for next June now. Yeah. I mean, and that's... It's, and you've got a few people signing up yeah. already, which is good. And it's fantastic. So hopefully by December, when we're at that final, we can confirm everything as a go, then we will let people know. But... It, it, that's the thing it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort and i don't think that's sometimes communicated or appreciated but in the meantime we've still got our tour, the first girls tournament at fries that's going to be in and again the effort and stuff that's gone into that is since january we've been looking into this for an event that's in july and again hopefully we will raise i mean this will just be for the girls section rather than fries that could be another two to three thousand pounds it can be done yeah that's the thing if you're prepared to put the effort in i'm not saying it has to be the managers but parents and stuff if you can get involved in the map we say fries but any grassroots club you get involved it can be a huge part of the community Absolutely. it's it'll, you know and it'll have pos only positive things for daughters and sons everywhere every boy and girl could benefit from being active and outdoors. i think we've said today there's an under won't reveal his name, but there's an under 15 boy that's walked 10 miles, got a lot of air in his lungs, and if he hadn't have done this today, it'd have been all day in front of an Xbox. Yeah. What would you rather your kids were doing? Getting fresh air, exercise, amazing not only for their physical but their mental health, or sat in front of an Xbox. Yeah, exactly. And that is so for that one person, that one day we've given, you know we've helped him today without a doubt. And there's actually about. 40 or 50 young children here boys and girls who've all benefited the same way exactly and yeah. like, like, and probably we've done the walk to i reckon 100 of them did the walk today and, and raised a good amount of money yeah. for charity so and it's all good and they've how can that not be good in any way how can that, it makes them realize life's not all about them it's not being selfish it's sharing and being part of a community what what is bad about that well, thank you very much thank you don't forget, you can email us your questions, comments, random thoughts, anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Fry Club JFC, on Facebook at Fry Club Junior FC, and the club website is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk. You can type out a review on Apple Podcasts and if you like us, then please give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production, produced and edited by Andy Glover. <laughs>